Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. How you doing, Dan? I'm doing great, Steve. How are you, man? I am good. Just trying to get myself organized here. Well, that sounds like a winner. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. If you're just coming in, uh, hey, this is the Music Theory Workshop. We're going to be talking about some cool music theory tips and tricks and shortcuts that you can use to help your guitar playing. In today's session, if you'd like to learn that, stay with us. If you want to learn it even faster, you can go to guitarzoom.com and enroll in Steve's Music Theory Masterclass, which is the ultimate A to Z step-by-step guide that takes you through all the music theory stuff you will ever need to know ever for the rest of your life. It's an amazing course. <laughs> it really is. That's why it's called the Masterclass. We have certain, I don't know if you guys know this, but we have certain classes, uh, certain courses at GuitarZoom that um, our courses, and then we have master classes, and those master classes get that designation because we feel like they are a level of training that you could get at a university uh, at really a fraction of the cost. That was our goal with all of that. And there's, I think, about seven or eight or nine of those now master classes you can roll in, guys. They are um, really heavy hitting. And so, if you'd like to check it out, you can do so at guitarzoom.com. Thanks for being here. You can. Um, you want to be notified of when we do another one of these sessions, you can go click the old subscribe button, click the old notify button, make sure you get notified. We will put all of the uh, videos from this series on the, these music theory workshops that we're doing on the GuitarZoom YouTube channel. So you can check them out. You can watch them in order in case you get confused, in case you want to go back and watch it again. And uh, it'll all be there for you. So thanks again for being here. If you want to, uh, comment and let us know what questions you might have as we're going through this also things we might need to cover in future workshops please let us know that as well and thanks again for being here steve take it away sir all right so i thought today what we would do is just have some fun since we've learned some of this stuff is just talk about some common chord progressions uh using the major scale that we've been talking about cool so, for instance if we were um I mean, again, we could be in any key here, but let's just say we were, turn those off quick. Let's just say we were um, going to be in the key of G, right? So if we think of the one, four, five, again, however you need to figure it out, whether it's on paper or whether it's in your mind, but G, A, B, C, D. So we have G, C, D. And you think about how many songs that you may have already learned that use some of these common chords, right? So when I think of G, C, D, for instance, I have uh, old time rock and roll. Just take those old records. Right? That sort of thing. Or what I can do with those three chords is play those in any order I choose. So instead of playing G, C, D, I might play those chords but start with D and go backwards. So mm. if I do that and I get... Right, which could be uh, Leonard Skinner, it could be 
could be like Werewolves of London. Right? So the thing about chord progressions, common chord progressions, number one, they're common. But number two, they don't have to be played in any particular order. If you call out, for instance, this song is one, four, five, you're telling the person that it's going to be using a one, four, five chord progression, but you're not saying what key it's in. And you're also not necessarily saying what order the chords are in. You're just saying, get ready. We're going to be using a one, four, five. So if I say a one, four, five in the key of G, you would know that I'm going to be using G and C and D. But it depends on what order we're playing those in. Of course, you know, having some knowledge of the song and that sort of thing is going to be beneficial to you prior, unless you're really good mm -hmm. at improvising. So if somebody said, for instance, oh, one, four, five in the key of A, right? Which would be A, D, E. So maybe I play like. Like Louie Louie, right? Or um, Gloria. Trying to remember how that goes. That doesn't sound right. Let's try something about does not quite right. There it is. A D E. So it is A D E, but it would go. That's it. So see now what I'm doing is I'm playing E D A. That's the order I'm playing them in. So it's still A D E. It's still one four five in the key of A, but they're just in a different order. Uh, what about this? Like, what I like about you. Which is actually our USA, too. It's the same song. Now, I'm not saying that those are the keys the songs are in. I'm just shooting them out of my head here. But um, those are the chord progressions that they are, right? So if you and I were in a band together... I might know that song, and you might know that song, and we, we might want to play that song, but maybe that key doesn't work for you if you're singing it, right? Maybe mm. we have to change it, but it doesn't change the fact that it's a one, four, five. So that's just hugely kind of important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like this, like let's say I went to a little more distortion and I did this. Right, the Ramones, like Blitzkrieg Bop, right? So yep. it's using the one, four, five. Um, at that time I was using A, D, and E, but I was playing it as power chords. Mm -hmm. So they could be power chords, they could be open chords, they could be bar chords, they can be all kinds of different things. The point is, is that the chords are one, four, five in whatever key you want to play in. Right. I love it. Yeah. So because... then is is that we could take that same idea, but take all those chords and turn those chords into what we refer to as dominant seventh chords. So A becomes A7, D becomes D7, E becomes E7, and we get blues. So then we could play any song that uses 12-bar blues. progressions so i'm thinking of like uh you know red house which i think is in the key of b or b flat there's a red house over yonder and then you can even add that in like there's a there's the blues shuffle you can learn to play 
kind of stuff. And I mean, there's a, now that's got me thinking of like ACDC, the... Uh... Like the Jack, you know, they're 12-bar they're blues, but they have obviously other things going on because it's, it's bluesy sounding. So, but yeah, that's what we can do with 12-bar blues. Dude. That's like just three chords, one, four, and five, and all those different situations. Yeah. Which, by the way, guys, this is how this music theory stuff becomes really super practical, right? Like you hear, you know about scale. But guess what? There is no chord progression until you know the chords. There's no chords that, without a scale. It's all interlocked and interwoven like that. Yeah. So just to, to even understand what a one, four, five is, you need to know, well, okay, cool. Well, a one, four, five, well, of what? Because that just tells you what the quality of the chords are going to be. That doesn't tell you what key you're playing in. And uh, when you get that foundational, you know, theoretical understanding, then all of a sudden, like, your brain just goes, when you start recognizing all this stuff. At least it did for me. Right. Well, that's the thing is you start realizing all this stuff is really, all these songs, all these styles, which I'm going to show you next, are very similar to each other. It's just your approach and... The kind of clothes you wear, I suppose, and, you know, the attitude that you have toward your guitar, you know, so if I did this, if I took and played, um, I'm going to play a one, four, five, but I'm going to add a six chord in. Remember now, the six chord was minor. If you remember what we talked about earlier, one, four, five was major, two, three, six are minor. So I'm going to play one, four, five, and I'm going to add a six chord in. So now I get one, four, five, and six. So if I play it like this, I get glycerine by book. glycerine. Yes. <laughs> by who? I'm not positive of the keys. I haven't played these songs in a long time, but yeah, yeah. I'll move it up to the key of G, do the same chords, but change the rhythm just a little bit. I get When I Come Around by Green Day. Mm -hmm. If I move it down to the key of E and change the rhythm a little bit. I get Don't Stop Believing. If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. There are three memberships to choose from. VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short but powerful courses as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also Play Songs that gives you step-by-step -step lessons so you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to guitarzoom.com. Now back to the podcast. Right? Nice. Yeah. And I can even... So, and that's still one four one four. That was one five six four. That's the same as the other ones. Yeah. One five six four. Yeah. So all we did, guys, on that from the one four five, we just added one one additional chord, which is the minor sixth. 
Right. Or if it's the power chord, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And the first time I learned, well, the, the six chord was, at least I think, I mean, I knew how to play it, but when I was learning this stuff, I learned it as the transition from blues to doo-wop like early blues to doo-wop because they added that six chord in. So then you get like um, this, like uh, Last Kiss by Pearl Jam. So I'm playing G, E minor, C, D in that case. So instead of going one, four, one, five, six, four, I'm now going one, six, four, five. Mm -hmm. That's a little bit different. And of course now I'm clean and whatever, but. And you could literally insert any doo-wop song ever into that chord progression right there, and it sounds like doo-wop. Um, if I take those same chords and twist them again, and this time make E minor my first chord, okay, I'm going to turn those off, and I play E minor first, and I go like this. Da da da. So I was doing the bells. Yeah. <laughs> right? Then it becomes another song. That's I'm playing Disarm, but you might be hearing 17 other songs because there's a million songs that sound like it. That's right. I mean, that's, that's the fun of it is that there's so many things like that that you can play. Um, Stand by me again. I'm not sure what key it's actually in, but you know. by me. I love it, dude. Yeah, it's pretty cool. This for hours. Yeah, so there's lots of different freaking songs. songs. Do you know? Well, and that's the thing. I don't really remember a ton of these because it's been so long since I played some of these. Um, let's see if we did four. Like that's a two. Now I'm doing two, four, one, five. That's like Boulevard of Broken Dreams, but again, it's probably in the wrong key. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah. Am I singing the right tune? I don't think I am. I think you, well, maybe you are. And then there's no, like no, no. Fucked Up Kicks is another one. If you remember that one, that's another one. But yeah. there's, there, yeah, there's just Ooh, yeah, I do remember that song. kinds of songs. Um, let's see. Like uh, Let It Be by the Beatles. Mm. That's not the right groove, but let's see. I find myself in times of trouble. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So it's just lots of different songs like that. Um, knocking on Heaven's Door. G, D, A minor. There's the two chord of G. Knock, knock, knocking on Heaven's Door. 
Yeah. Also, I was doing the Guns N' Roses version, not the Bob Dylan version. <laughs> Were you doing this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at my chart here, so I can't see you right now. So I you need your hair to do that. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing is there's just there's just a ton of different songs like this that will use common chord progressions, and that's kind of what I wanted to show you is just you know common chord progressions are usually things where you're using the one four five in some capacity. You don't always have to use all of them. I mean, you might just use the one and the five. Um, and then you add in some elements of the minor chords in there. You might add in the two or the three or, you know, you don't, there's, there's no rules to you have to use. If you're using the one and the four, you have to use the five along with it. It doesn't work that way. I mean, it just depends right. on the song you're playing. I mean, there's really easy songs like even like um, um, Jane Says by Jane's Addiction. That's just G and A. It's just two chords. G. It's just two chords back and forth, just a G and an A, you know? So, yeah, learning, chord, learning common chord progressions are really important because, again, learning your theory, if you start thinking about things in terms of one, six, four, five, or one, four, six. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no worries. The more you start thinking about those things and how they connect together, the more you can understand that all these songs are actually doing the same thing. They're just different, different keys, different styles, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and you can even go like on, on Google, just go out to the Googles and type in one, six, four, five chord progression or one, six, four, five guitar songs. And you're going to find a million different things out there that you can play. So, yes. Yeah. So cool, man. Um, I think the, the thing that I'm taking away from this is that once you learn the, you know, these basic chord progressions, you can just start seeing them all over the place. Literally, we've talked about how you can learn. You, you just instantly kind of fake your way through hundreds of songs if you have these basic chord progressions down. Yeah, that's right. If you're a performer, obviously this, this kind of information is really good if you play in a cover band and you play popular music. You know, whether it's Summer of 69, whether it's whatever, all of these songs use these common chord progressions. That doesn't mean they don't ever venture out and do different things because they do. If you're in a band that plays a bunch of Metallica and Megadeth and Anthrax stuff, this is going to do you no good because they don't do any of these things. But again, the truth is what they all do is similar between all of them. So even though it's not logical theory like this, in this sense, the things that they do you're going to see a lot of them doing the same things over and over and over. And again, I learned that by my ear training when I was younger, learning songs. I just saw them doing the same things. But this is a prime example of, like if I go back to a little bit heavier tone here, and I do, um, you know, any kind of... It's, it's a popular song. It's still using common chord progressions. You know what I mean? Yes. We can look at that as being a one, two, four, five, six in the key of G. Right. It's a one. Well, if we're in the key of C, we're playing the six, four, five. For yep. the C. So they're, they're still using that logic in those styles of music. It's when you start getting into. <laughs> and I'm not making fun of it. I actually really love that kind of music. But she do. But. Uh, <laughs> But that kind of stuff is different. Now the rules are changing. So that's right. 
Yeah. That really took it to a whole nother level. Yep. Yeah, not quite as practical in terms of theory there, but man, but but I will say in terms of theory with that stuff, with the metal stuff, it's really useful to know modes and scales and stuff. We're oh. going to try to solo over that stuff. Huge, for sure. That's right. So maybe not in practical chord progressions, that rhythm section that you were just playing that metal tune, for sure. Not as practical as Brown Eyed Girl, but... Well, and that's where, you know, you might want a solo instead of just doing a pentatonic. You know, you try and figure out something that's... You know, where you're doing something a little bit different, you know, whether you're using a harmonic minor or Phrygian dominance or something else where you, you're going off in another direction with a solo. Again, your theory makes great sense for knowing some of those things. So if you find yourself in those situations, you're not just playing pentatonic over everything. So true. Man, and it just reminded me of how unbelievably practical... You know, people, I, one of the things that burns me up is some people are like, well, you don't need to know music theory to play guitar. True. It is true. That is a true statement. You do not need to know it. But if you do know it, it's not like it's going to hurt you. Right. right? And it's only going to enhance your ability to learn new styles. and. That's right. One million percent. And the other thing is, is learning the practical theory that makes sense for your world. That's right. I mean, you know, depending on where you are, it's not like understanding something is bad. You know, I'm, if I teach my daughter how to use the stove, I want her to understand the practical elements so she does not hurt herself and she doesn't burn down the house. It doesn't <laughs> mean she needs to know about how the filaments work and she needs to be able to design it and go out in the shed and build a, a stove for me. I don't care if she can do all that. But if she can do the practical elements, it's useful in her life. In theory, very much is exactly the same way. That's a great analogy, dude. That's a great analogy. So guys, Steve covers all of these chord progressions, all the must-know practical chord progressions that you that would totally help you in music theory masterclass. If you are interested in that and how to apply it to your playing, go to guitarzoom.com and sign up for the music theory masterclass. Um, I think that you will like it. You will also get a ton of like very practical understanding of how chords work, how they're related to scales, the modes, how all of that goes together. And all of this theory stuff, just which I think is fascinating, you know, Steve was playing all those popular tunes and we pivoted right into, well, the chord stuff are going to be necessarily applicable in the metal realm. But guess what? All these solos and all of these scales and all these modes that you might want to use in that world is also all covered in this master class. That's why it's called a master class because you're getting this foundational level of understanding of music theory, regardless of where you're at in your journey, regardless of what style you want to play. Um, all this stuff is, is there for you and you can learn it, whichever parts are most important to you. And fill in all the gaps of your missing knowledge. So thanks for being here, guys. Really appreciate you, Steve. Thank you for sharing your time and your talents. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, sir. And um, listen, turn on the subscribe or subscribe and hit the, uh, the notification button, guys, because we're going to be doing even more of these masterclass or uh, music theory workshops that hopefully you will continue to benefit from. If you want to be notified about that, subscribe. And uh, otherwise, we'll see you around. All right. Thanks Everybody. for being here. Keep practicing. Thanks, Steve. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for being here. Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast. <laughs> Or I've got D sitting right here. I can do stuff there. Or...
whatever, whatever, right? I mean, I could go up an octave, go up to D, up here, okay? C chord comes up. Fifth string, I can see it off the fifth string, or I can see it off the sixth string. G chord comes up, see it off the sixth string, see it off the fifth string, whatever it is I want. But you can see how you can grab ideas very, very, very quickly. Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing, and keep having fun. If you'd like some help with your guitar playing but you're not sure how to get started, go to GuitarZoom.com and look for the Help Me Choose survey. By answering a few simple questions, you'll get Steve's personal recommendation of the perfect course for you. All this and more is available for you at GuitarZoom.com.